This is episode 196, Get Unstuck and Move Forward with Sarah. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back, everybody. I can't believe we're almost to episode 200. And there's actually been about 400 episodes of the show. I just don't number the Coach's Corner episodes that I air on Saturdays. So you've had 196 life coaching sessions. If you're new to the show, I highly suggest going back and binging from the start. I've got a great episode today that is really going to help if you feel stuck in any area of life. Usually when we feel stuck, it's because we're conflicted inside. There's a part of us that may want to move forward, yet there's another part that is scared or blocked in some way. In this episode, as I coach Sarah, you will learn how to work with both parts of you so that you don't feel stuck. So as many of you know who have been listening for a while, and welcome again to my new listeners, you know I like to share a little something from my life in the start. Last night, we went to go see A Pet's Life 2. I've really been into animated movies and Disney movies. I've shared on the last show that I had this weird reaction to some quote-unquote customized supplements that were made for me and threw my nervous system out of whack. So I've really been drawn to calming things and I can't handle like any violence or seeing any of those things on TV. And actually, I'm quite sensitive to those things in general anyway. I don't like, I can't watch Game of Thrones. I can't watch most violent stuff. And it's not necessarily that I can't. I just choose not to. I just don't want those images in my brain. But I love things like The Incredibles. We're going to see Aladdin tonight. And like I said, we went to see a pet story too. And what I want to share with you actually pertains to this episode. And this is a teeny bit of a spoiler alert, but I'm not telling you like the ending of the movie. I'm just telling you one of the plot lines. So Max, who's the main character, the dog, He loves his life and all of a sudden his owner gets married and has a kid and he didn't think he'd like the kid at first, but he gets super protective of this kid, like so protective that he gave himself anxiety because he's consistently worried about this little boy, Liam, so much so that the owner takes him to the vet. He has to get a cone on his head to stop his scratching from anxiety. And finally, the family goes out to visit, I don't know, some uncle or something. And Max meets another dog I can't, oh, named Rooster. And Rooster is uh, played by Harrison Ford. So picture Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford or Rooster is observing how just protective and in fear Max is of having anything happen to Liam. And basically his message to Max is like, you got to just let things happen. You can't put him in a cage, put him on a leash. You can't protect him from everything. He's got to fall. He's got to get hurt because that's how he learns. You don't learn if you always play it safe. And that's such a message for all of us, whether it comes to parenting our own children or just the way we are with ourselves. If we try to protect ourselves from everything or try to protect someone we love from getting hurt, then they never learn and they never get to explore. And this was a big thing that came up for me a few months ago in my relationship with Stephanos because... I just had waited so long for him and was so happy when he showed up that I was terrified something was going to happen to him. And I'd have these awful thoughts of car accidents and, oh, just terrible. And then I had to realize, well, like loving is not controlling and protecting. When we love someone else or when we love ourselves, 
it's allowing ourselves to be free, not to be reckless or careless, but allowing ourselves and the people we love to be free, to to make mistakes, to not let our own anxiety about something bad happening prevent the exploration that someone else is yearning for and not let our own fear of something bad happening to ourselves prevent ourselves from taking risks or maybe more accurately said, just pursuing our dreams. And that really relates to today's episode. Sarah wants to go and pursue her dreams, but there's a big part of her that's protecting her from taking the risk. You know, she's like that old Max, like doesn't want anything to happen. And so she's living in a quote unquote safer existence by sticking with a job that she hates. But by protecting herself so much, she's preventing herself from really going after what she desires. So I encourage you to really listen to the whole call because we get to how to work through two parts that want different things inside of you. This will make a lot more sense when you listen. So as you're listening, consider, do you ever compare yourself to people who seem to be able to take risks and leaps of faith without much hesitation and you beat yourself up for not being courageous enough to go for it? Did you get your needs met in the way you really needed to as a child? Is there a decision you want to make, like pursuing a new career path, but you can't seem to get over the fear and go for it? Do you feel stuck and conflicted inside? Like there's a part of you that wants one thing and another part of you that wants another. Before we dive in, I want to speak to the ladies for a moment. When it comes to your monthly feminine care, are you aware and particular about the products you put in your body? Do you know the FDA does not require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products? So most of them don't. That is why I love Lola. Lola is a female founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all natural cleansing wipes. Unlike other major brands, Lola's products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. No BS, mystery fibers, or doubts about what's going in your body. Plus, Lola products come in a customizable, simple subscription. I love the subscription model. I've shared this before. I'm one of those people that like when my cycle rolls around each month and I get my period, I'm like, oh shoot, I don't have anything. And I find myself running to CVS at the last minute. That's why I love Lola's subscription service. And you're going to get an opportunity to save 40% off on that. So I'm going to get to that in a moment, but I want to tell you a couple more things that you need to know. So most major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. Oh, their feminine care products also may be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents like fragrances and dyes. Listen, ladies, you need to get off the fake stuff. So customize your prescription. Here's your call to action. Go to mylola.com and enter promo code over it when you subscribe and you get 40% off your subscription. That's a massive discount. So you can customize your subscription. You can, you can choose the product type, absorbency, quantity, and frequency. So you can make it unique to you. Again, go to mylolo.com, enter over it, and get 40% off all your subscriptions. All right, everybody. And now on to my coaching call with Sarah. Sarah, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hey, Christine. So I have been feeling really stuck lately. I basically just have been feeling like not knowing how to move forward. I'm 
in a job and I've been in a job over the past year that just really isn't fulfilling. And I feel like it's just not in alignment with where I want to be and my long-term goals. I attended your retreat back in March in San Diego and it really cracked me open. (laughs) (laughs) So ever since then, you know, I've definitely seen some improvements, but at the same time, I've been feeling like, okay, I've gotten some clear vision on where I want to go but I just don't really know how to get there. And I know that there's some blocks Yeah, and I just really want to see things from a different perspective. Okay. Well, great. You want a miracle. That's, that's what a miracle is. Seeing things from a different perspective (laughs) or perception. So you say you do have a vision of what's ahead. Can you share a little bit about what that is? Yeah. So I've recently decided that I want to move into life coaching inspired by you amongst many others. And I teach yoga currently. I mean, that's really fulfilling, but I just feel like I want to be helping a lot more and just serving a lot more. I see myself traveling and teaching and helping women. I don't really know what it looks like, but I've had some visions along those lines. Okay. So that's, that's kind of where I'm headed in the direction I'm heading in, which is very different from what I'm doing now. And what are you doing now? <laughs> I work for a digital and social media marketing agency. Okay. So I, I'm working with clients and working kind of at a computer all day and sitting all day. And yeah. Yeah. Well, the good news is you'll still be able to use those skills when you build your own brand. Yes, so definitely. And that- that's been helping me see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's, there's multiple tunnels and multiple lights, (laughs) you know, just know this is not, this isn't the only tunnel you've been through and it's not the only tunnel that you're going to go through. And Mm. just if, even if you do step into this vision and this job you love, it doesn't mean that you're going to not have challenges. In fact, stepping into the life coaching profession, if you do so with integrity, you'll continue to have growth opportunities because it'll make you a better coach. And I say that from experience. Mm -hmm. So really in terms of your question of wanting a miracle and a change in perception, you know, we could, we could really spin this. I could give you a bunch of positive things like, oh, this transition that you're going through, it's going to be so helpful because you'll be able to help other people in transition, so on and so forth. But I don't think that's the direction I want to go with you. How do you relate to uncertainty? Not well, because I like to have control right? and I I know that that's a bit of an illusion and, you know, we can never really have control over everything, but basically through, throughout my life, I guess I've just tried to like control the outcome and want to be able to control like how I am and how I show up and make sure that I'm secure in a job. And so that's been hard for me. So I I hear you. So control is one of those things that I call compensatory strategy. And we Mm -hmm. slip into patterns of control when there are times in our life where things felt uncertain, chaotic, or out of control, or like people weren't there for us. So we adopt a very controlling, more type A, really need a lot of safety, security, kind of that practical safety, security, like a paycheck and health benefits and all those kinds of things. So Mm -hmm. what do you think triggered this as your, one of your primary compensatory strategies? I don't know. I guess, I guess looking back into my childhood, which is where most things stem from, it would be, I mean, there was a lot of change as a child. Like my, my parents, divorced when I was five and then my mom got remarried and then divorced again. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's enough right there. And then what? 
I was just going to say well, there was some blended family, yeah. you know, issues with, with the second family trying to make that work. And, you know, I have looked at that a little bit, but I'm sure that there was a lot coming, you know, stemming from that. Yeah. Yeah. So generally when there's a lot of change or trauma from like three to five, we start to feel as a child like we really aren't getting our needs met in the way that we need to, like basic needs, like survival and those kinds of things. But in terms of like emotional needs really being met, does that resonate with you? Like with all the change that was happening with your parents getting divorced and mom remarried, do you feel like around that age, you started to not really get your emotional needs met in the way that you really needed? I would think so, but Honestly, I don't really remember. Yeah. Well, it's hard. Well, let's just make an assumption and you can tell me if this feels true to you. I imagine okay. parents going through a divorce, mom going and getting remarried, her energy was scattered or diffused to dealing with the divorce, dealing with this new marriage. And probably there was repercussions of that into how she mothered you. Does that feel true? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't want to put any anything into your awareness that doesn't feel true to you, but when you were telling me about it, just by the tone in your voice and that the, the memories like immediately went there, it just feels like a tender spot. So if you just, mm -hmm. let's do this. If you feel into that five-year-old girl who's watching mom and dad divorce, watching her home change watching this new man come into her life, how does she feel? Defensive. Yeah. I was really defensive Yeah, of my mom and my brothers and myself, and I really didn't let him in. Mm -hmm. It took a few years, and then when I finally did let him in, he left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what comes up for you when you say that? A little bit of heartbreak. Yeah. Which I've never really described it as that before. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the retreat, we did a lot of emotional release work and a lot of that anger came up. Yeah. So I was able to express that, but not like the heartbroken side, I right. think. Right. Especially, you know, I protected my heart because I couldn't trust you. And I had to protect others too. And then finally I opened my heart and you left and you heard it again. So mm -hmm. not only can I not trust you, but I can't trust myself in terms of really being able to open my heart. And I can't trust life mm -hmm. to really, you know, support me when I open my heart. Because opening our heart in so many ways is letting go of control. Mm -hmm. And there's uncertainty when we open our heart as well. Yeah. So you, Sarah, are not controlling. You've developed controlling tendencies as a protective pattern, which we've been talking about a lot lately on the show. And it's kind of, mm -hmm. um, there's, a, there's a rigidity that happens in this personality patterning when around that age, like three to five, when we feel like, you know, our needs aren't being met because you even in a sense took on more of a parental role by being defensive and protective. Do you see that? Like who is protecting you? And so yeah. this, this kind of controlling way was something that you developed a long, long time ago 
again, as a strategy to keep you safe. And so that's why it feels so terrifying to take a risk, even though there's one part of you that has the vision, sees it, knows so clearly you want to be a coach. This other part of you is like, oh, we don't like risk. We don't like opening Mm -hmm. our heart because pursuing this new career is opening your heart as well. Because it's opening your mm-hmm. heart to to serve in a different way. It's opening your heart to your vision, your mission, your calling, all those kinds of things. And so when the part of the protective part of you feels this other part of you wanting to open again and take a risk, it's going, uh-uh-uh, no, thank you. We've been there before, not doing that again. Mm-hmm. And so the opportunity here is for you to really work with that part of you that just feels like having control is the only way for you to be safe and almost sort of renegotiate with that part of you ways to protect yourself. So what's coming up for you right now? It's just interesting that you said renegotiate because I pulled a tarot card the other day that talked about negotiation. Sounds like, what the heck is that talking about? But now it's coming together. Yeah. Yeah. So, so negotiating the way that I'm, that I'm listening to, or maybe not listening to the parts that want to be in control. Well, yeah. So, so I can't, I'm not just going to say to you, Sarah, you can do it. Go out and take a risk. And, you know, there's so many stories of people who fall flat on their face and they pick themselves up and they do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like if I had all those motivational stories in my living room and I really dove in with people, I bet there would be a lot of people that are like in a pattern of being now addicted to success or addicted to whatever that thing that they created was because Mm -hmm. most of it for, for most people to just jump without a net, it terrifies part of them. Yeah. And so some people just choose to push through that terror and sort of just work, 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 go, 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 which is why I see a lot of very successful people not be able to relax. Mm-hmm. Like not be able to just be, not be able to like be happy with where they're at. They're always want more. So I believe in taking risks. I've talked about that a lot. I write about how an expectation hangover, you sometimes have to take a leap of faith and there's a free fall with it. That's true with any uncertainty. But at the same time, we have to find a way to relate to the uncertainty that doesn't freak us out. So even though I've taken leaps of faith and there's been a free fall, I've made sure that I had quote unquote safety nets in terms of my own coaches, my own support systems, my own processes, and my own inner dialogue. And back to the renegotiation, it's like you want to be able to take a risk and still feel like you have, and I'm putting in air quotes, some kind of control. We've got to renegotiate mm-hmm. what control looks like for you. So setting up some ways where you can take this, start to make this step, and it doesn't have to be a leap. It can be step by step by step by step in ways that you're still going to feel safe. 
Mm-hmm. Because if we just pull the rug out from underneath you, it's not going to feel good. And that little yeah. five-year-old who, or however old you are when that heartbreak happened, because first there was a heartbreak of divorce and things shifting with dad. Then there was a heartbreak of stepdad, right? So mm-hmm. if we just pull the rug out from under you, you know, you might be motivated for a while just because you have to, <laughs> right? Just, just out of sheer panic, for lack of a better word, but it won't be mm-hmm. sustainable. I originally thought about doing that because I was just so unhappy at my job. I was like, oh, I, I'll just quit and figure it out. You know, people do this all the time. And, you know, I even wrote my resignation letter, like ready to send it the next day. Yeah. And then a part of me just freaked out. Yep. I had panic attacks. I was just not in a good place. This is back in January. So I'm doing better now. But I just knew that that wasn't the right route. Like yeah. I couldn't just quit and hope for the best because I... Yeah. Yeah. Some people, maybe, you know, we all have different coping strategies and personality patterns. And so some people, sure, maybe they'd be able to do that and just figure it out, you know, but other people know. So Mm -hmm. I'm really like, thank you for trusting your instincts. Mm -hmm. And I hope you really acknowledge yourself for that and don't judge yourself as being weak or not courageous enough. Yeah. So that's beautiful intuition that you have. So Let's, let's talk about, see, it's it's like, I see why that tarot card came up because the part of you that wants like safety and control needs to negotiate with the part of you that wants freedom. Mm -hmm. You've got two parts in there that want different things. And the part that wants freedom and to go do her own thing and get out of the sitting at a desk all day behind a computer, that part is really annoyed with the part that wants safety and security and control. And the part that wants safety and security and control is like, screw you to the part that wants freedom. Yeah. So they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. So the opportunity here is to have a negotiation between them because they both, like if we chunk them up high enough, like if we get to the, you know, they both are in service to you. You know, one just wants to protect you. And one wants to help you like be happy and fulfill your purpose. Mm -hmm. So neither is bad, but they're Mm -hmm. just canceling each other out. They're in like a a standoff, which is why you feel stuck. We tend to feel stuck when we have two parts of us that are butting heads. Yeah, exactly. And they're both very important parts. Yeah, I guess I've just been judging the part that that's been keeping me where I am because not only am I feeling stuck where I am, but I'm not progressing in my role. And so there's also that other voice that's saying, you know, work harder so you can progress in this role. But then the other voice is saying, but we don't even care about this role. So why are we going to try? And then, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on (laughs) in my head. Yeah. So are you in my mastery course? Are you, do you have that program? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm actually reading Expectation Hangover for the second time. Okay, good. (laughs) Good, good, good. Which it's amazing how much like different things you can get from reading something a second time and a different time in your life and how it applies. Oh, I know. Believe me, I go through it on my own too. So, and the same with mastery, the way that course is set up is you go through it at different times. But one of the things that I teach in there, and you were at the retreat, so you saw me do it. 
Do you remember at the retreat, and for those of you listening who aren't weren't at the retreat and didn't see this, I apologize, but you'll just have to come to one. Do you remember um, when I brought the young woman up on stage and she talked to her twin? Yes. Okay. You remember that process I did with the two chairs? Yes. And I did that with the breakout groups that we did. Right. Um, and I was able to talk to my father and that was really, really powerful just to be able to like say and hear some things that I wish I had heard. Great. Beautiful. Yeah. So that's great that you did it. So what I want you to do is do it with the part that wants to go, the freedom part and, Mm -hmm. and the control part. Sit one in one chair, one in the other and have a dialogue with the two of them. And see if you can, because okay. I can't tell you what that negotiation is, that you've got to come up with that. But there needs to be sort of a plan that they're both happy with. Okay. You know, I can think about like, there was a time when it was two years ago and I tend to, and I've shared this on the show before, I tend to, where life hits me is on like the physical health level. And health is something I like identify a lot with <laughs> as being a healthy person. So it's interesting that it hits mm-hmm. me there because it gets my attention. And so when I need to kind of be woken up by something, I'll have like a weird health thing happen. And two years ago, I started having all these weird things. And basically the, there was like a part of me that so wanted just to surrender, like that so wanted to slow down, that wanted to work less, that wanted to be more in my feminine, that wanted to just kind of flow with life. And there was another part that was like, uh, no, we can't. We support ourselves. We're building a business. People count on us. Like, no. And I, mm-hmm. I have a little bit of that, sometimes that rigid controlling. And I don't mean you're a rigid person. It just means we hold on tightly to things. And it's very, oh, black, yeah. it's very black and white. And this is the way it is. And there's just that, that's just the way it has to be. And we're usually more like that inside ourselves than we are with other people. Yeah. But sometimes that judgment can go on to other people too. Like, oh, I can't believe, you know, like getting really irritated when someone like cuts you off in traffic or something like that, like they were wrong. So I had to negotiate between that part that really wanted surrender and the part that felt like I had to hold on so tight. And so I'll just share a couple things. I mean, it was a long conversation. It was two years ago, so I can't remember all of it. But I had to kind of write out sort of my, my plan of like, all right, so if I work, you know, this many hours and take this much time off, if I block these nights off just to be with myself, if I commit to working with this healer, like I basically made a plan where I was taking some things off my plate, but not too much that it scared the part of me that was more controlling and thought she had to hang on tightly to everything but it made enough space for the part that wanted some freedom. So I think if you sit down and have these two parts talk to each other and find a negotiation that gradually helps you make this transition, because some people, you know, again, we're all different. Some people, they jump into a swimming pool without even checking the temperature. Other people, we stick our toe in, if it's a little too cold, we go in, you know, first step, second step, we know it takes us time. Mm-hmm. And yep. neither's right or wrong. You just kind of have to know your personality type. But I think you're going to continue to feel stuck until you get these two parts negotiated and working together. 
and mm-hmm. figure out that they're not so different. That the controlling part actually wants to protect you enough so that you do feel free to open your heart again. Right? And the, the freedom part wants you to feel like so self-expressed that you do feel secure. Hmm. Yeah. And I've gotten glimpses of that. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've definitely felt that before where like I feel free and open and secure and happy and just like everything, you know, all is well. And then I'll go to work on Monday and it's, you know, back to the same gripping onto the steering wheel so tight and like right. the clenching and like you said with your body and health, that's yeah. the same with me. Yep. Yep. So that's because you don't have them working together. So like in the weekend, you're mm-hmm. all in the other part, the freedom part. It's having so much fun and the control part's like, what's going on? Wait, what about me? And then you go back into the mm-hmm. environment where the freedom part has to be a little suppressed and the control part who's been ignored for two days when you were all in this like freedom state is like, w- w- we got to get things back in order. Mm-hmm. So you're just yeah, kind of flip-flopping exactly. between the two rather than having them work together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the great thing about the controlling parts of us is they're really good with plans. They're really good with coming up with a plan of how to like take a quote unquote risk in a way that feels more safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for the empty chair process, uh-huh. should I be one or the other first? And then how long do I take on one side or do I just let it flow? Let it flow. Let it flow. Okay. You know, you could start with the part that it like wants the the flow and say, you know, I, I really like have this dream. I want to pursue it. And controlling part, like you can name them too. You know, let's say you name the controlling part, like Katie, you know, controlling Katie, you are really irritating me. Like, why are you so like hell bent on keeping me in this job? You know, like have it like a normal conversation mm-hmm. and see where you go with it. Okay. Yeah, that works. But basically, this is about you understanding. And I do think if, you know, if I had more time with you, I'd work on the heartbreak park with stepdad. So that's another thing for you to work on because there's a limiting belief of like, if I trust, if I open myself up and trust myself, trust my desires, I'm going to get hurt. Yeah, definitely. That's, yeah, that's really present for me right now. All desires are in the heart, whether it's desire for a romantic relationship whether it's desire from love from a friend or a parent, whether it's desire to pursue purpose and calling, they're all very heart-based. Wow. I didn't even think about it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's some work to do there of updating that limiting belief that if you answer the call of your heart, you'll be hurt. And that's what the controlling part is really trying to protect you from. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other like heart opening exercises or or work, I guess you would recommend for that? Well, I would definitely use the temper tantrum technique in release writing and expectation hangover and then move into the forgiveness piece that I take you through an expectation hangover. Cause it's really, Mm -hmm. it's really what that comes down to is, you know, hand on heart like forgiving the misunderstandings and forgiving the beliefs. 
and, and saying the yeah. truth is statements so that you start to rewire it. And it's something that might be nice for the practical part of you is to write down all the, the places where you did open your heart and make yourself vulnerable and it was okay, like coming to the retreat. So mm-hmm. start to collect evidence for where that belief is not true as well. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Does this give you some guidance? Yes, definitely. Yeah, I like I like the negotiation angle, I think, because, well, at least like the, the control part is really liking that. Good. It seems like, Good. you know, we can we can make a plan yeah. to be more free and heart opening. So, yeah. 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 And to the freedom part, you know, just tell that freedom part, this is us being creative. You know, the control part mm-hmm. I want to hear, this is a plan, this keeps us safe, and the freedom parts want to hear, this is us being creative to get to where we want to go. So there's a way mm-hmm. to get them both involved. Yeah. Yeah. So start there, and then send me an update and let me know how you're doing. Okay, I will. Okay. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much, Christine. I appreciate all your guidance. So big thank you to Sarah for sharing so openly about a situation I'm sure a lot of you can relate to. Perhaps you're not necessarily in the situation where you want to leave your job to pursue a passion, but I'm sure you can relate to a current or past situation where you felt stuck. So I want to summarize the work I did with Sarah so you can do it with yourself. First, I was getting an overview of what she was dealing with, which was wanting to leave her job to pursue what she really wants to do. Now, if I translate this to the real issue at hand, she is conflicted between continuing to do the thing that protects her and gives her a feeling of safety and security, kind of like that old Max way with the kid, versus trusting her inner desires and taking a leap into uncertainty. So I had a sense from the start of the call that Sarah's stuck feeling was coming from these two parts being in conflict with each other. It was important for me to investigate where these parts were coming from, particularly the one that kept talking her out of her dreams. And usually that kind of tends to, when we, when we don't do things for ourselves that really satisfy our need to be happy, to be self-expressed, to listen to our intuition, it often comes from some childhood issues where needs weren't met, especially like in the three to six year age range. So as you heard, we discovered that Sarah dealt with a lot of change as a child. Her parents divorced and then having to deal with a stepfather that she didn't really like. So even though she wasn't like super aware of it, when we started talking about it, she started to realize, oh, wow, like maybe I wasn't getting my needs met. Maybe I had to grow up a lot faster than I wanted to. And so she's got this pattern in place of like, I, I can't just be a kid and do the things that I love. I got to be a grown up and be serious. And you see that happening in her current job situation. She's got this job that gives her safety and security, very grown up. But she wants to go pursue coaching, which is her play and fun and creativity and what she really loves. That's kind of more that kid in us. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's the kid in us that picks our passion or career, but it is that kid spirit in us that gets excited about new possibilities. But these two parts were in conflict. And so what we had to do is tease them out and see that there's, and they both were for her highest good. So back to the metaphor or analogy, whatever it is, of Max, the dog protecting the kid, he wasn't trying to prevent the kid from having fun. He wasn't trying to prevent the kid from growing and developing. He just loved him so much. He just wanted to keep him safe. So this part of Sarah that's afraid and wants to stay with safety and security, it's not bad. It it loves her. It's trying to keep her safe. And then she's got this other part 
more like the rooster part of her, the dog played by Harrison Ford, that's like, go out, do your thing, be free, pursue your passion. So both parts come from love and care, but one is really invested in protection and one is really invested in freedom. And so we had to get them talking to each other and negotiate. And I think it's so amazing that she pulled that tarot card of negotiation because that's what it really is. And I talked her through how to do that with empty chair process. Empty chair process is a tool that I teach in my personal mastery program. If you haven't come over and joined me there, please do. It's christinehasser.com slash mastery. We have monthly coaching calls together. I'm on Facebook lives with you. It's an ongoing, you get, you get all the modules, but you're in mastery for life. So come, come join me for that. But if you're not going to do that, you can still do the empty chair process in the way that I described to Sarah, where she's going to put the part of her that really, really, really is invested in protecting her and staying in the job in one chair and the part of her that really wants that freedom in the other. And they're going to come to a negotiation because they've got to make a plan that they're both happy with. You know, when parts are in a standoff like that, we feel stuck because the two parts are butting heads. So if you feel stuck in any area of your life, it's because you've got two or more parts that are in conflict. They're in disagreement and that's why you feel stuck. So this brings me into my takeaways for you. Biggest takeaway for you is identify, you know, what it is that's keeping you stuck and then what are the two parts that are in this standoff? You have two parts that want different things. They both love and care about you. Neither of them are wrong, but they want different things. So maybe you're in conflict about whether to start speaking up and setting boundaries with, let's just say your mother. There's a part of you that really, really wants to own your truth, that wants less tension in the relationship, that wants more freedom of expression, that wants less over-responsibility. And then there's a part of you that doesn't want to piss mom off, that doesn't want to lose love, that's worried about her upset. Like that's the people pleaser part in you. And because both of those parts are strong, because they both care about you, they are in a disagreement and they want different things. So you got to get them talking to each other to see if you can come up with an agreement and a way for them to work together. And then when we formulate that plan, that's when we can start taking steps, not necessarily huge leaps of faith, because like I said, some people can take huge leaps of faith and be massive risk takers. And for most people though, it scares the bejesus out of a part of them. So I'm all for taking leaps of faith. But do it consciously. Do it so all parts are on board. Remember, they can be steps, not leaps. And occasionally in life, we have to take a leap of faith. We have no choice. And yes, there is fear that comes up in that. And we learn from that as well. But when we're in a place like Sarah is where she's not in an emergency situation, right? She hasn't gotten fired. (laughs) So she's not in this free fall that someone like pushed her over the ledge. She's standing at the ledge wondering if she should leap. And when you're standing at the ledge wondering if you should leap, think about how you can have a parachute, how you can take some steps down so it feels a little bit safer. So get those two parts working together. Another takeaway for you, if you're in a job and you want to transition out of it, I really want you to consider the value that this current job is giving you. You know, like in Sarah's case, she's working for a digital media marketing company that will be so helpful in building her career. So as you're taking steps out of a situation, can you appreciate more and more the situation you're in? Otherwise, the parts will continue to be in conflict. She's got to appreciate where she is now and 
take steps toward what she wants. That will satisfy the part of her that needs protection and the part of her that needs freedom. As you learned in my Coach's Corner episode with Ken Honda, what you appreciate, appreciates. So my last takeaway from you is keep appreciating what you have rather than focusing on what you don't. What you appreciate, appreciates. I appreciate you so much sending you tons of love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 